Happy New Year, security peeps. It is Renee Small here in the Breaking into Cybersecurity podcast and webinar series. I'm here with my wonderful co-host, Chris Folon. Chris, say hi to everybody. And our first guest of 2020, Christina Nguyen. Say hi to everyone, Christina. Hello. So we are excited to have Christina on. She's been in her company for the last 18 months. She's a noob or relatively not super noob, but somewhat of a noob in the cybersecurity space. So she's going to talk to us about how she broke into the industry. And Christina, I just want to jump it off by saying a happy new year, happy 2020. And tell us how you got into the cybersecurity field. Oh, thank you again for having me on this platform. I'm, uh, you know, super nervous and super uh, happy to be here. Um, and good choice on words for noob. I'm not sure if you saw my LinkedIn, um, but I literally use season noob as my uh, hashtag season noob thing um, to, you know, keep me up to date with people. But how I broke into technology space, I was telling Chris earlier that I actually didn't want to come into the technology space. I didn't think they wanted me to be here, um, but I was dragged in by the collar of my shirt by my boss now. Mm -hmm. I'm a restaurant girl. I've been in the restaurant industry for over 10 years uh, at a pretty established restaurant company here in the area. Um, And I was pretty much a corporate bookkeeper for them. But backtracking how I got into where I am today The restaurant that I worked at for six years, when I was 16, I worked at this restaurant and my boss today was a regular there. Him and his wife used to frequent, uh, you know, dining there every Friday. And, you know, if you see somebody every Friday, you're going to connect with them being as seasoned as I was as a hostess. Um, So we got really acquainted. I've known them for since I was 16. And a funny story was, A few years back in 2017, I cut their son's hair um, and I don't do hair. I have purple hair, but I don't really do hair. Um, And I was cutting their son's hair and thankfully they have uh, redhead curly hair and it's very forgiving and I messed that hair up so bad. So they like didn't talk to me for a whole year, which is okay. Like we still connected on Facebook and stuff. It wasn't like they iced me out or anything. But in February of 2018, they gave me a call and I was like, oh, snap, they want me to cut their son's hair again. <laughs> that didn't happen. What they did was uh, as was asked me to come to, um, leave, leave the company I was with to work for them as a project coordinator. So I did have um, some background in IT. Not really. When I say I did not think I was good for IT, I went to IT Technical Institute, RIP. They're no longer with us. Um, but I specifically avoided going to those IT courses that they offered. So I went the project management route. So I have a project management degree with a drafting and design background. Um, And lo and behold, when I was doing my last year with this company that I was with for 10 years, my last year I was a corporate bookkeeper, but I also did like this project management um, point of sales system integration where I integrated... um, a new sales uh, platform for for the biggest locations in in the company I was with, and mm-hmm. I, I don't know if I could say the name if it's worth it, but um, I just know that forty two million dollars in sales passed through that point of sale system that I helped wow. integrate, which is awesome. Um, and that was kind of the highlight, and as as close as I felt to IT, and 
timing wise, I was kind of interviewing for some inner positions with my company. And that's when they gave me a call and was like, hey, do you want to leave Clyde's or Clyde's is the company <laughs> I worked for. Do you want to leave Clyde's and come work for us? And at the time I actually said, no, like I've been with Clyde's for so long. I've loved them. Um, great company. And I have no place being in IT, right? Like I was super scared of just doing that. Um, mm -hmm. And lo and behold, they gave me the interview, right? It doesn't hurt to take the interview. And I went into this interview in my mind telling myself that I'm not going to, I'm not going to do it. Um, but, you know, I haven't done an interview in a long time, so why not? So I did the interview and it was great. It actually uh, really gave me a lot of insight, a lot of support that I could actually switch in, in, a, in a way. Um, and one of the lines that my boss now has told me then that really got me to take that leap was, is there anybody above you that you want to be in my in my company that I was with? And at the time with Clyde's, there was only two other positions and, and the likelihood of those positions coming up within the next 10 years was very slim. Mm -hmm. um, so at that point I was like, oh man, you're right. I'm probably, I'm, I'm nearly as high as I can be in the company that I'm at. Um, so why not take that leap? So I did. And it, it was really um, unnerving to do that because they didn't hire me in the sales role that I'm in today. They hired me as a junior project manager, basically. Right. Um, but I didn't have an, a technical background. But at the same time, they assured me that that's not what they were looking for, that they wanted uh, to have somebody kind of outside of the box to, to help um, and be a part of their team that way. And with that kind of notion, with that kind of support, that made it a little bit more easier for me to uh, come across that, you know, that hump of being a part of the technology community. And, you know, the first six months was super rough. Um, there was a lot of head trash, a lot of imposter syndrome on my own part. Um, a very supportive team here. So there was no like discourse here, but it was just getting used to this whole like office thing, like how quiet <laughs> it being from the restaurant industry, like things are moving fast and things get done fast and everything's on some type of urgency panic mode half the time. Mm -hmm. And to come into an office where it's like, be quiet. <laughs> things, a certain like cadence you have to be in. And I was just like, this is not for me. I can't do this. Um, but luckily I passed that, that hump. Um, and so the culture really, was really different. Yeah, like completely different. That was like the most biggest thing that was like super scary for me to be like, oh man, what if this culture is going to kick me out because I'm not a part of it? Like I can't be this quiet person. But at the same time, um, what I did find is that the industry is very welcoming. I really didn't think it was, but that was like my own head trash not knowing that. Um, but now that I'm in it, it is so much more welcoming to folks like me and folks like me who are outside of the technology industry that I've spoken to have definitely, you know, are against going into an industry they don't know. Right. Um, mm -hmm. And being that I'm in a part of that industry now that I can speak that and say, Hey, I didn't know anything about this place. I tried really hard not to be in technology. Yeah. Um, and here I am in, in, a, in a technology company that I love. Um, and I love the role that I'm in right now. And it, it's kind of like a weird hybrid brand ambassador, BDR kind of role. Um, right. 
But I would have never, if you asked me two years ago, uh, if I was going to be in an IT company, let alone in sales, I'd say you're fucking kidding. I'm <laughs> curious. So it's so funny. What you're saying is very similar to what a lot of leaders had told me about people that they brought into the industry that mm -hmm. didn't really have a cybersecurity background or an IT background, mm -hmm. something that they saw in them um, that made this person really stand out. And they said, I want to bring this person on the team. Mm -hmm. Do you know what it is that your current bosses saw in you that made them want you to, to come on and to switch industries and cultures and everything? Um, so great question. I actually had a one-to-one -one with my boss the other day, kind of like the end of the year um, kind of review. And that was actually one of my questions. I was like, boss, uh, you know, it's been 18 months now. I'm, I've been in the game for a little while. Like what made you ask me to come into this place? Like knowing I'm not technical. Um, and one of them, he assured me that they were specifically looking for somebody non-technical to kind of broaden their spectrum of, you know, of that. Um, what he did see is that I can connect with people, that I do have a very restaurant, well, I don't know if it's restaurant, but a camaraderie, some type of open mind to being able to work well with people. So, I mean, it's, it's a lot of the soft skills, I think he was kind of honing on that I had. Mm -hmm. um, which is very similar, you know, as an analogy to use in restaurants. Like when I was a restaurant girl, um, we want people with soft skills because we can teach you all the technical stuff with restaurants. We can't teach you to be nice to people. We can't teach you right. to talk to people. And I feel like that's kind of what he saw in me is that I'm able to, that I can do those things and that I'm open-minded to learning more and challenging myself to be more technical and, and having that open-mindedness to do that. So I think that's kind of the premise that he was going with yeah. um, when he brought me on. How did you go about learning the technical? Like, what did you do to get yourself up to speed in the industry, in the company? Um, what, are, what did you do? So coming from a certification perspective, I am not certified in anything. Um, I will say that. And I, I, I know that was kind of one of your topics that was brought up in some of your other podcast um, interviews was, you know, the offering of certifications. I definitely think it's important to have that. Um, what I do to, well, what I did the first six months is I went into every single one of our standups. I was a part of their standup meetings and pretty much all the technical meetings I sat in on just to get an idea of what all these letters mean and what this process is and what Kanban is and Mean Kid and Jira and like all these things, right? Um, so I did that for the first six months to really get me acquainted. And I, I think I've learned more now that I'm in the networking community with tech. With tech. Um, and that has really helped me a lot too, surrounding myself with other tech, you know, technologists to kind of, give me that opportunity to ask them, hey, what does TS mean? Or what does CISS mean kind of thing? Um, so I, it's always, I just ask questions, like not being afraid to ask questions. And I mean, the first four months I was, I was like, man, they're gonna think I'm done, that whole imposter syndrome thing. But once I got over that hump um, and being encouraged to ask questions, so I did. Um, and I will say being open-minded and not being afraid to appear dumb. Something about feeling dumb is one thing, but appearing dumb is another. 
Uh, so like just always be inquisitive and wanting to push yourself to learn it. So I have done, um, I take beginner courses like Python, like 101 and Git, mm -hmm. GitHub 101. So I have done that. And mm -hmm. when I did that, that was super cool. I was very excited to be like, oh my God, I wrote my first code. Um, <laughs> so I, I like those things. And I mean, those aren't, I didn't go out and like do a certification, but I did surround myself with people who are versed in that to kind of pick their brain. And when you offer people that you need help, they're gonna help you. Um, it's just a matter of admitting that you need that help um, so they can offer that help for you. So I've done that like, and just kind of keeping up to terms and talking to my uh, engineering guys here and saying, hey, you said all these things in, in the standup earlier. Uh, what does that mean? Like, how does that actually, what does that do? Um, and, you know, talk about, you know, AD and, and, and all these like buzzwords and stuff. I did have a moment where I was just like, I'm not gonna say nothing. I'm just gonna nod my head and pretend I know. <laughs> um, but that's been different now. So it's like, hey, what is that? Can you say that one more time? Am I understanding this right? So I, I wish I could do more and get more and sharpen my spear a little bit better. But for what I have done, it's surrounding myself with technologists and being open to showing how dumb you are and asking yeah. the right questions and being that person that they can approach you and actually tell you um, versus trying to pretend like you know it all. And I would hate to say the word dumb because you're just unaware or uneducated in this space. Mm -hmm. So clearly that, you're a smart woman. Yeah, but that's, <laughs> that's a lot of that stigma that I had before I came into this, I was like, oh, I'm dumb. Like, nobody's going to, I'm not technical. Why would they hire me? Yeah. So I know there's people out there listening for job seekers that feel that. Yeah. Um, so I kind of use that. And I know as far as like growth mindset, you should never say that, that you're dumb or feel dumb. Like you're just unaware and you're going to find that answer soon. So I totally get it. Dumb is not the right word. But man, I certainly felt dumb coming into this. No, uh, I, I completely understand. I remember first coming in from HR mm -hmm. and sitting in a meeting and wanting to ask a zillion questions because I'm one of those question asking type of people. And then mm -hmm. I said to myself, I don't want to derail this whole meeting because I had, just like you, every time someone brought something up, I was like, what does that mean? What does this mean? What does this mean? Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I was sitting there writing notes feverishly to go back and ask all these folks afterwards mm -hmm. because I was very similar. I had no idea what was going on. So that's a really good story. I appreciate that. Mm -hmm. And I mean, that interview that I took, and I don't know if it was because I took it, that interview the way I did. Um, and I, and this is what I tell people now when they do interviews is you go into this interview, interviewing the company because you're about to spend your life with them versus like, that fear that you're gonna say something dumb. So when I went into this interview with the company I'm with now, I was I already had told myself I'm not coming into this company. So you guys have to convince me why I should leave the company I've been with for 10 years to come in. And as far as like that kind of vibe, that confidence that I had, I think every interviewing person, and, and I hear people on here that have interviewed like 30 or 40 times um, with companies and haven't gotten them. So. I don't, I don't have that experience as interviews, but I will say having the confidence to interview, knowing that you're interviewing the company just as much as they're interviewing you. 
and having that confidence that if it doesn't work out, great, that company probably wasn't fit for you anyway. It wasn't, it's not the other way around where like you're not a fit to them and feeling that kind of like discouragement um, to not like continue interviewing. I think interviewing is a great practice and you should definitely go out there interviewing these companies as though yeah. they owe it to you. Agreed. I had a great conversation with uh, someone who's breaking into the security industry and it was the exact same words that I gave him. You know, mm -hmm. one, interviewing is a skill. Take as many interviews as you can, even if you don't want the positions. Mm -hmm. Actually take the ones for the positions that you don't want <laughs> so yeah. you can get your practice in mm -hmm. um, and really understand what people are looking for. And I also explained about fit, which is what you just described, that sometimes it's so completely out of your control. Like you don't know what's happening behind the scenes in these companies as to why you're the not you're not the right fit. Mm -hmm. And it could be a variety of things. And so I was sharing with him, you know, not to get discouraged. Cause yeah, when you do do 30, 35, 40 interviews, this uh it's a process to keep that momentum up and that confidence up and mm -hmm. going there every time with the energy and being excited yeah. and, you know, all of that. So you had a great experience, you know, with this, the company leaders coming mm -hmm. to you, wanting you to come in and you not really wanting it. And they, they have to convince you why you should come in, which is very similar to the types of roles that I recruit now. Like if I was recruiting somebody like Chris, I would have to say, hey, Chris, this is the reason why you need to leave your awesome company and come work with company X. You know, it's a different kind of a conversation when you have that a season in confidence um, mm -hmm. and people want you, you know, mm -hmm. they came after you. They wanted you to be there, which is fantastic. I'm really excited for your leaders. They, they can see that it's not all about certs mm -hmm. and, um, education and experience and they're giving you the on the job training. They knew what skills you brought to the table. Like you said, you can teach the technical stuff they're teaching you. Mm -hmm. Sounds like a great company. They I love it. Um, <laughs> I mean, I had more fear in myself leaving it than I do like where I, where my, my mental headspace is now, but I love it. I think, like I said, two years ago, I would have never met this. I would have never met you, be on here and like be a part of the networking groups. Uh, you know, me and Chris met at Rest and Tech Talk where I did my first presentation was literally about how restaurants and IT have some similarities in their DevOps processes. Um, and I would have never done that. Like, yeah, <laughs> my whole thing was like two years ago, I, I'd be, I'd just be counting money as an HR bookkeeper. I was a bookkeeper yeah. in, in, in the Kai's restaurant group, so. As far as HR and money and food, talk to me about those three things. I can talk all day, but if you're talking to me about infrastructure and IT and AWS and Azure, I know enough to be dangerous, hence why I'm in the sales role now. Um, so you don't have to be completely technical to be in, in a technology position, so I'm in sales. So when I talk to a lot of my restaurant friends who are interested in jumping you know, out of the restaurant life, I say, hey, come into sales. Um, and that's like not something people push for um, yeah. to, a, to a degree because sales has its own stigma. Um, it's she froze. I don't know what happened. Christina, are you there? Oh, no. 
What happened? She dropped? I think, I don't know. I think she froze. But man, like something about. I don't know what happened. Oh. Oh. Christina. Hello. Oh, she can hear us. Okay. Well, we've had some technical dick difficulties. <laughs> Welcome 2020. <laughs> but she's, no, it's not your fault at all. She's IMing us. Um, I love how her leaders saw in her that background and that experience. And I wish more leaders would focus on bringing in people who don't necessarily have all the certs and the years of experience, et cetera, et cetera. So, yeah, definitely. And to 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 be able to teach that on the job and to to take someone and and provide them with that opportunity is uh, truly amazing. And when I heard her talk and the the confidence that she had in coming into this industry and being able to translate her previous experiences into um, tech and to show how she had these transferable skills of um, communication and um, problem solving and everything like that and bringing them to her new role. That, that's the reason I wanted to bring her on here to, to show other people that are in a similar stage that they can do it too. I really want to learn more about the synergies between the restaurant industry and the, the technology space. It sounds like a fascinating talk. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> if she could leave, say, advice, uh, job seekers keep an open mind and don't get uh, discouraged by the head trash. Okay, so definitely. Well, Christina, we're gonna try and see if we can get you back on. Let's try. Let's see if we can get her back on. Hi. Glad you are back on. So yeah, tell us how you got from the coordinator role into the sales position. Um, great question. Uh, sorry, I don't know when I cut off and I was just like, I don't know if people can see this little chat box. So I was just like, oh my God, let me just type all type right here. <laughs> um, uh, so pretty much in February, we were coming to find that the project coordinator position wasn't as um, valuable for me to be involved in. And we didn't really, right now we actually don't have a project coordinator position um, open in the sense. So what they uh, came to me in February was like, hey, Christina, um, how do you feel about sales? You, you like to talk to people. Would you be interested in doing that? And like I said, being open-minded as a job seeker um, or, you know, person in this transition space is, hell yeah, I'll try it out. Like, what do I got to lose? You know, as long as you're not going to fire me, and I did say this, as long as you're not going to fire me for not hitting quota, I'm in. <laughs> you know, I am neck deep in it. And I think for what it's worth now, I gave it my all. And now I'm leading several networking groups. Um, and... I haven't sold a single thing, which is okay. <laughs> um, so I would say I'm a little silly on that end, but that's all right. 
as far as the sales process in this industry, it is way different than your your one hour lunch sales process in a restaurant, right? right? Um, so for that, and my boss is very supportive and he's quite aware, though I haven't sold anything, I'm doing all the right things to lead me up to building that kind of pipeline and, and that sales um you know, referral networking groups and things like that. So I'm doing all the right things, I think, as a sales um, as a sales executive, even though I haven't sold anything specifically, but I, I know I'm making the right connections. And that's kind of what happened was the, the project coordinating role. I wasn't fitting it as valuably as I could. Um, and at the same time, they didn't have a well-versed project coordinating role for me to fill. Mm-hmm. Um, but they saw a need in having a sales representation and that's when they asked me to be a part of it. And that was still scary too, believe me or not. Um, I'm in sales training, which is really helpful. I have another colleague of mine who is more seasoned in this IT sales space, which is super helpful for me to like pick his brain and be a part, um, kind of asking all the right questions as well. And I don't regret any bit of it now. I mean, the stigma behind being in sales was definitely looming over me. Um, a lot of my friends were like, oh, gosh, you know, you're going to be grinding all day, 80-hour weeks and stuff like that. And, I mean, I grind, and, I mean, it's definitely a lot of work. But I love it. It really feels like like a long day at the restaurant for the most part. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, like, talking to people and shaking hands and enjoying a good time. I will say my sales role isn't your typical there are a lot of people that I know who see my sales role and they're like, hell yeah, Christina, can I do what you do? There's some parts that you can replicate out of the position that I'm in, but my company is a young company in the sense of size. So we kind of have a lot of wiggle room with what I'm doing. Yeah. So I get to do all these things from the outside looking in. I just network a lot. I shake a lot of hands. I have a lot of lunches and stuff. So they see those kind of benefits, but there's a lot behind that. Um, that goes in after that. So when I do talk to people who are like, yo, I want to do sales, I'm like, okay, so how do you feel about not having a nightlife and mm-hmm. having your emails constantly on all the time? Um, and, you know, your vacations, you're going to still be reading emails and stuff. So there, there is kind of a trade there. But for me, I love it. I, um, it's just like a restaurant day <laughs> for me in my head. Well, that's um, awesome. Yeah. For you to have that kind of passion and it's, seems to be so seamless for you mm-hmm. and it's when when something is relatively easy or you look at it like oh this is just how it is whereas you know someone like me might be banging my head against the wall like oh my god what am I supposed to do it just shows that they really see what roles where you fit best and where your experiences lie mm-hmm. and how you can be the most successful Mm-hmm. But I think you're also providing her with the tools and the opportunity. She, that she too. Having a mentor. She mentions having uh, a supportive leadership yep. and allowing her to, to grow on the job. So I think that's a, an absolutely great advice. Um, we're coming to the, the top of the half hour, and you mentioned sage advice, but I think the, the listeners would love to hear from you. Um, what would be the one piece of sage advice that you would give to <laughs> job seekers similar to yourself uh, coming into the industry? Um, to be open-minded that as much, and I have my bad days where I tell myself like, oh man, I'm not going to last. This is not going to work. Um, and there's nothing really going to stop that. I, I can't tell you, you know, that's going to go away. Um, 
So just don't get discouraged by it. You're going to have bad days, but to be open-minded and willing to show some vulnerability in yourself and being able to go out of the way and ask questions and wanting to learn more. Um, and that's why I say season noob. You know, a lot of people that I've met now, they're like, oh, Christina, you're such a great networker. I'm like, no, I'm not. Um, I'm just seasoned. I, I'm still a noob because I still want to keep that. I don't know if that's the word humble or modesty about it to be open-minded, to continue learning. And, you know, you might not be in the role where you want to be now, but there's something out there and something about this technology industry. I came in thinking they would not want me, but I'm in it now. And I'm just like, man, I want to bring my friends into here because it is such a welcoming space. There's so many things like from IT recruiting you know, is one thing. There's just so many areas of technology that somebody like me could be in and somebody who is like scooping ice cream right now and is who builds their own computer at home can still come in here and be like, hey, I only scoop ice cream, but I love this passion. So passion behind it for sure. Um, but just staying open-minded and having that passion to learn and continue learning and being open-minded. And that's like a new thing I'm trying to get myself around and kind of minimize the head trash is having a better mindset than what I do. And something that Chris Cochran said that um, a couple interviews back was, you know, you're here for a reason. Like you shouldn't question why you're there. They didn't put you in that space to waste up, you know, right air in this, they put you there for a reason. So I think for those who are already in the space or jumping into it already, like the head trash is there, it's not gonna go away, but just don't get discouraged by it. But for those who are not there and who are like, oh, I'm interested or, you know, IT is kind of cool, like be sure about it. Don't come in here thinking just because the money is good on this side of the world that um, you're gonna fit and enjoy it. Yeah. So you have like right. some passion behind it or you have that open-mindedness, go for it. Go, go, go neck deep in it because you can't half-ass it, you know? Wow. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. I know you're a bit nervous, but. Um... Just phenomenally well. <laughs> I only said a couple cuss words, so, you know, let's keep That's it fantastic. down to three. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, for those out there, network, talk to people. Um, people want to help other people. They just don't know how. And if you can tell them how to help you, that's the better. Yeah. Excellent. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you so much for being a guest on here and being our thank very you. first guest. I'm excited to see what 2020 brings us. I know we have Dr. Cybersecurity coming on in about a week too. So thank you so much, Christina. Thank you, Chris. And everybody have a good week. Happy New Year's. Thank you so much for having me. Thank Thanks, you. Everyone.